Uh, I wanted to, and we're going to have to, I want to shift gears because I want to give room for, for David Wagner to come up here to uh, talk to us in just a minute. I, uh, this week, um, you guys knew I was, we were on vacation last week and, and uh, I think it was Friday morning, I woke up and I had a dream. And uh, I won't get into the details of the dream, but in the dream, uh, I was at a place where I was going to speak and trying to figure out what to speak on. And someone said, what if we presented ourselves to the Lord? I thought, well, I don't know that they would know how to do that. I know my church would know how to do that, but I'm not sure because I was in another uh, unfamiliar place. And so I woke up, and it was so clear. Don Vento was in the dream, and some others were in the dream. And and, uh, so I was asking the Lord kind of all weekends, like, Lord, is this this a direction that you're wanting to take? And so yesterday, I felt like that it was a direction, even though I don't know how to get there. I don't even know what that means, really, you know, because all of us, we come from different places and uh, to present ourselves to the Lord. And, uh, and yet there still seem like, just because I don't know what that means, doesn't mean that we don't do that. So I had a thought, I thought, I wonder if David Wagner's in town. And called David and said, David, hey, I've got this thing that's stirring in me and I, I don't know what to do with it. And, you know, if the Lord gives you anything, you know, See what you think, and so uh, so he texted me back or this morning and said, "Hey, I felt like the Lord's given me something." And so, even though I had a little bit of a teaching, just because the way that worship has gone, which is totally fine, uh, I feel like we need. To, I just want to bring up David and uh, let him uh, share what's on his heart. So, can we welcome? Would you welcome David Wagner? Well, good morning. And uh, I love a pastor who doesn't just know the force of the Spirit, but the flow of the Spirit. And in that moment of transition before the transition, um, as Jeff was just kind of sharing a few things, this question really came to me. I, I felt like the Holy Spirit asked this question. Did the riverbanks form the river or did the river form the riverbanks? It's as if the, that which creates subjects itself to what it created. So in other words, the river created the riverbanks, but now the river flows within that which was created by its own force and power. And what I really believe the Lord is wanting us to do today is he's asking us to let him forge again the riverbanks of our life and church. Before we moved here, we lived by the Gulf of Mexico in Pensacola, Florida, and there was a pass. And occasionally they would want to bring in bigger vessels, bigger ships, bigger things, but the pass 
couldn't, it wasn't prepared for what we wanted to accommodate. So the dredge would come and cause that past to go deeper. And I feel like there's an invitation in this season to go deeper and at the same time go wider. What I feel is this, is we can't go wider horizontally without going deeper vertically. And I feel like that this is a real important and intricate time in the spirit for our church, for our body, but also for the body of Christ at large. When Jeff texted me yesterday, there was this stirring in my spirit. So all I know is I had something. I didn't know what I had till I got up here. It's a part of the prophetic discovery. Because when you discover it in the moment, you can't figure it out how to package it. And what I feel is this, is, is that God is bringing us into a place of raw materials again. We like the polished, but we don't necessarily like the polishing. We, we like the end result, but there's something that you would never discover without understanding the raw. And I feel like this is a very raw season for some of us, not in a negative, hurtful way, but actually in the, back in the place of purity of heart and innocence. And so when Jeff and I were communicating a little bit, this was the thing that popped up, the only thing I really got until this morning. Romans 12, 1 to 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies uh, as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what, I what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so I, that scripture came to me yesterday. I pondered it. I woke up early this morning and the Lord took me through like this movie, which I believe is the progression of, of what is about to happen. He took me to a baby dedication where this baby was being presented to the Lord. And what I felt was this, is that God wants us to present this new thing back to him. To actually present this new thing, but also to present us individually to the Lord. And he spoke these words to me, holiness matters. Not from a religious legalistic standpoint, but there is a happy holiness that God really wants us to put on display through, through the Father's love. Does this make sense to you this morning? Every time the children of Israel were about to move, whether it was the cloud or it was time for Joshua to take the people over, whenever something was changing, these words would come, consecrate yourselves. Because you can't go into the next season like you went into the last season. It's as if the plumb line is being stretched out over us again. What I, I really have been pondering is this. It's not the cold or the hot that worries me. 
It's the messy middle. It's that, it's that lukewarm where anything goes. And I really believe that the Lord is raising the standard, not out of obligation, but out of adoration. There is this place when you see him for who he really is, something in us has to change. And I really believe the winds of change are blowing in the church this morning. I believe that river is actually reforming some things. I believe we are stepping into, a, uh, into this, in this fall season, in this autumn season, I believe we're stepping into a place of reformation that leads into a greater place of renewal and revival. I believe right now there's something taking place on the inside of every heart in the room, especially if you call this place home. And after the baby dedication, it was like this progression of a child growing up. And then the Lord took me to this. He said these words to me when I woke up this morning. Preparation is over and the time of presentation has come. If you understand, if you, if you understand biblical culture, especially of the Old Testament, or even in the parables of Jesus when he's talking about uh, the wise virgins, when he's talking about uh, the bride preparing herself for the bridegroom, it's not like she starts getting ready on the, on the wedding day. But she actually gets dressed and ready to go every day until he comes. And I feel like there's an assignment on this house in this new season to prepare the bride and present the bride. Holy, spotless, without blemish or spot or wrinkle. And I believe there's coming a presence so pure that when we walk away from this place, we will be like him. Jesus did something when he ascended. He presented himself back to the Father, scars and all. In the same way as he's making intercession and mediation for us today, I felt like today he's, we're about to be presented to the Father. And I believe out of this presentation, Jesus takes center stage in one of the greatest moves of God the earth has ever seen since the book of Acts. He will not conform to our comfortability. Are you hearing me? He, he will not be conformed to what makes me comfortable. I believe there is coming a season where we're going to feel very uncomfortable in moments like this. I believe the fear of the Lord is going to mark this next season. And the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God. It's just being afraid to do anything without him. I'm not talking about perfection or performance. I'm talking about presenting ourselves in presence. I believe the first prophetic word I ever gave in this house on December 11, 2011 was this. Keep your eyes on the presence of God because you've never been this way before. And I believe this is another marking moment like that. To keep our eyes focused. Listen, we're about to step into a real busy season as a church and a real busy season as a culture for these next three months. 
And it's really easy to get caught up in that instead of getting caught up in him. I believe God wants us to be a church caught up in him. I believe this is gonna be a season of divine disruptions and interruptions. That at any given moment, he can come crashing into the normal. I believe he's redefining normal. I believe that there is something happening this morning that he's saying, hey, in order to go where I'm taking you, this is another season of consecration for the presentation. Does this make sense to you this morning? I believe right now that there is something taking place in the room that is not just supernatural, it, it is phenomenal. I believe the Lord is moving us into the phenomenon of God, the unexplainable, the unavoidable. I believe that many of us right now are about to be overtaken instead of overwhelmed. Some of us, listen, the way that we survive this next season is that I get overtaken and undone by God and not overwhelmed by the world and what's happening. I just believe right now the Lord is silencing the opinions of man. He's, he's actually silencing my own preferences to what he, for so I can enjoy what he prefers. On the way here today, as I was driving... <clears throat> down Old Hillsboro. The Lord said, remember when you used to linger? Remember when you would just linger? Where you didn't get in a hurry, you just lingered in my presence. And you waited for it to lift, but it didn't. So you just took me with you. He said, will you begin to linger again? And I believe that the Lord is asking us to be a people who linger. Who linger in the presence of God. Heaven's not in a hurry. And sometimes I feel the urgency of the moment, which causes me to get in a hurry. But I believe the Lord is moving us into a season of that lingering presence again. Are you with me this morning? Will you just close your eyes and lift your hands or hold your hands out like you're receiving? However you're comfortable. This is not about position. This is about posture. I hear Holy Spirit saying this morning, I'm not about to do it again. I'm about to do what has never been done. There are clues in the past. There's instruction in the present. But I'm asking you to step out again into the unknown. And what is unknown to you is well known to me. I am navigating you into a new season that looks different than anything you've ever known or read I'm moving you into a season that is beyond where you've been, but it is where I am. Many have marked you 
as the radical church on the hill. But I called you as a city set on a hill whose light could not be hidden. And I don't call you radical. I call you definers of the new normal. Where healing is normal. Where miracles are normal. Where resurrection is normal. Where forgiveness is normal. Where unity is normal. As I created the rivers that created the banks, and I caused those rivers to be contained by which they created. So have I formed you, created you as vessels and containers of my glory. Will you allow me to take you off the shelf, dust and all? to place myself within the container of your life so that I could show the world my character my attributes my power and my love will you once again be those willing to be forged in the fire will you once again be those people who linger because you don't want to miss what I'm doing next. Will you be a church that continually returns to your first love so that I can make this region, this city, and this nation a nation of first loves? Will you present yourself to me so I can present myself to the world through you? Will you offer yourself as a living sacrifice so that I can consume you with who I am as an all-consuming fire? Where I'm taking you is beyond. Where I'm bringing you is beyond. Beyond your wildest imagination and dreams. Will you dream with me? I see your plans. And I have breathed on them. But I'm bringing you into the blueprint room of heaven. To show you that which the chief architect is planning and building. I tell you this, you're about to grow by numbers, but that won't happen unless you allow me to take you deeper so that you can cast a wider net. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you feel me now? In this new season, I'm about to cause your senses to feel like they're on overload. Because I'm revealing myself in deeper ways, more intimate ways now. I'm inviting you in, pulling back the 
double doors of my heart for you to search the unsearchable riches to discover dimensions in my heart that I created just for you you're about to know once again the fire of Pentecost you're about to know once again the tender mercies of David you're about to know again the power of my grace and my glory and my goodness For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. For Franklin is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. For Grace Center is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. And the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover Williamson County, Davidson County, Middle Tennessee, Grace Center, as the waters cover the sea. You're not drowning. I'm about to teach you how to breathe underwater. You're not drowning. With one word and one extension of my hand, you'll be walking On the water, you'll be walking on the word that I promised. You're not going into this with blind faith. You're walking into this new season with focused faith. Keep your eyes on the Father. Keep your eyes on the Father. Keep your eyes on the Father. Do what he does, says what he says, love how he loves. I've recalibrated some things and reset some things in this season. And I've saved up the best for last, even in this last quarter of the year. I'm causing the abundance of my heart and the abundance of my resource to fill this place. For I've brought you through a season of testing. But now I'm bringing you into a season of graduation. For you've heard it said, prepare to accommodate. But now it is time to accommodate what you've prepared for. As you present yourself to me, I will once again present myself to you. I'm not playing peekaboo with you. I don't open the veil and close it. I tore it so that you could see me for who I really am. I've been taking you somewhere, I've been taking you on a journey. Some have felt like we keep hearing this over and over and over again. And the Lord said, it's because I brought you back to foundation so that I could bring you into destination. For you have done well with design moves of God. You've prepared meetings and encounters and conference. 
You've prepared services and said, Lord, have your way. And I have. I've come to where you are and what you prepared for me. But now you're about to step into the sovereignty of God, the sovereign acts of God and the sovereign move of God. Unstoppable, uncontrollable. Many of you are about to get lost in time. For I'll cause sun and moon to stand still so I can enjoy you just a little while longer. I'll cause time to stand still so you once again linger in my presence that changed your life. time to drink of my goodness again it's time to get lost in my love again it's time to search out the unsearchable riches of God again will you put me on display will you shout it from the rooftops the mountaintops and to the ends of the earth will you declare my goodness and my glory among the people and my power among the nations. For I'm about to flex my muscles in this house. I'm about to perform mighty deeds that you know not of. You see, as I've been forging you and dredging you into the deeper places, know this, says the Lord. I've been preparing you to accommodate what the earth has not seen yet. As I've been preparing you and forging you and dredging you, I've been making you a different breed of people. Israel knew the things of God. They knew my miracles. They knew my power. They knew water from a rock. They knew manna from heaven quail when they got tired of it they knew Moses face shining they knew fire by night and cloud by day they knew my things but I long for a Moses who knew my ways will you be a people of the ways of God who move like me and with me, who look like me. Will you cause your, will you allow me to cause your face to shine? And when it shines, will you refuse to cover it up? When systems come against you and say that's too much, will you go even further? When they talk about you, will you bless them anyway? When they come against you, will you still embrace them? For there is about to be a great merger. For an old move is about to come into a new move. And even the very thing that you were birthed from is the very thing you were birthed for. For I'm going to begin to cause one to come out of many 
There is a move where one will come out of many. For many are about to lay down egos and logos. They're about to lay down that thing which would separate. And they're going to begin to come and rally around this one thing. The presence of the Most High God. Many of you have been in a season of pressure. But my presence is always worth the pressure. The season of feeling stuck is over. The season of saying, Lord, where are we going? We feel like we're in this place, but there's so much more. I'm opening the double doors to your more. I'm marking this month with the miraculous. I'm bringing an end to cycles. I feel like the Lord is bringing us out of cycles into a change of seasons. Some of you right now, God is healing the cycles of your life. Cyclical depression is being broken off right now in Jesus' name. Seasonal depression is being broken off right now in Jesus' name. The Lord is breaking off anxiety about the next. Here's what's on the other side of this. Good. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I believe right now we are stepping into a season of the goodness and the mercies of God covering us like a blanket. I want to say this to the leaders of the house. I want to say this to our amazing pastor. You can't mess this up because he's too good. And I feel like there is this fear of like, Lord, we, I don't want to mess this up. I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm carrying this right. You are. You will. Come on, right now in this place. Will we be the willing ones to present ourselves to the Lord so that we would know the ways of God, not just the things of God? Lord, I thank you for the saturation of your presence. Lord, the saturation of your spirit. Josh and the worship team, there is a new sound that's going to begin to be like the red carpet, the runway of the next move, the new move. And I felt like the Lord said, you're about to announce him. Long before the king would enter the city of gates, people, heralders would go ahead and say, the king is coming. The king is coming. He has conquered all of our enemies. And he's bringing with him the victory and the spoils of war. I hear that sound in the room today. We are preparing the way for something greater. Preparing the way for something unknown and unseen. called a new thing on purpose 
because you've never seen it before. There's nothing to copy. There's nothing to model ourselves after but Him. Lord, would you have preeminence, first place in this house? Lord, we want a move of your spirit. But more than the move, we want you. I don't want to move of him without him. I don't want his things without his face. There's a face-to-face, heart-to-heart thing that's about to take place in this church, in this room, in this region. I can feel it. I can feel his breath in my face this morning. I can feel his heart beating in my chest. I heard the Lord say these words, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been longing for you to arrive in this moment in time. I've prepared it for you so that you could present yourself to me. He's calling each of us by name. You know, at a wedding, when the pastor, when the officiant begins to wrap things up, he said, now may I present to you Mr. and Mrs. Come on, the Lord wants to prepare The Lord wants to present the bride and the bridegroom today. Come on, there's an awareness in the room. I don't know how to explain it. I feel an awareness in the room. An awareness of the holiness of God. The awareness of the presence of God. An awareness like Lord I need to take my shoes off because this place is holy to the Lord. An awareness like I've never been here before. And I don't know if I go into this place, God, if I'm going to come out alive, but if I don't, it's worth it because it's with you. The Lord wants to bring us into a place where our flesh screams. The Lord wants to bring us into a place where our soul is satisfied because it's found the lover of our souls. His goodness, his kindness, his faithfulness is about to be seen. Tell the stories again. Tell the stories again of how you've seen me, how you've encountered me, how I've come over and over again. Remind yourselves of what I did in the past. But align yourself with what I'm doing now. Keep your eyes on the presence of the Lord.
Keep your eyes on the ark because we've never been this way before. We've heard about it. We've had glimpses of it. There's some things written about where we're going, but we've not been there yet. But we're going there. We're going there. We're going there. We're going there. We're looking for that place who's built, who the city and builder, the builder of the city and its architect, its builder is God. Where are we going, Grace Center? There. We're keeping our eyes on the presence of the Lord. We've never been this way before. We're going there. comes a day where we've prepared and then we accommodate. It's that moment that Peter and the 120 experienced. People didn't understand it. They didn't recognize it. When they tried to define it in their own ways, in their own terms, Peter said, that's not it at all. This is that which was prophesied. You're asked, you're gonna ask me, David, where are we going? It's there. What season are we stepping into? This is that which was prophesied. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you believe the word of the Lord this morning? Do you receive the word of the Lord this morning? We're in a season where the word of the Lord can't just be heard. It has to be received. Doesn't just get spoken in the air, but it gets written on our hearts. Let him write the word on your heart. Not just for this house, but for your house. Here's what I know to be true. We're not gonna experience a move of God in this house without also experiencing it in our house. Because there's a move of God that looks like family. Here's where I'll bring it to an end. I was with a great friend and man of God the other day named Jake Hamilton. And Jake said, um, we don't like seasons because we want strawberries year round. But strawberries weren't created to grow year round. Year round. So we, we actually create kind of false environments. We, we create an environment for those things to grow instead of enjoying the fruit of the season. Nothing against strawberries. I'm not discriminatory today. I like them. But what I am saying is this, is that sometimes I want to I feast off of yesterday's fruit, last season's fruit, when actually the Lord has something new for me to taste today. And I just feel like right now, there's, there's a new hunger. The Lord is actually changing our spiritual appetite today. And he's giving us a taste of something new that was created specifically for this season that we're stepping into as a church. Does this make sense to you? So Father, um, we thank you 
thank you for what you shared to us with us. Thank you for sharing your heart, your thoughts, your mind, your dream with us. Lord, as a church, we say yes and amen to it. When every revelation requires a response, I want to go there. I don't want to go there without you, although I will if I have to. Does that make sense to you? I, I, I would rather we all go together. But it requires all of us to say yes. Here's the crazy prayer I pray every day, and I don't think it's so crazy. Lord, I want everything you have for me, even if I don't understand it. Because I don't understand it, but I do understand him. I may not know this, but I know him. I don't know a lot, but I know his voice, and I know his voice spoke this morning. Can we just respond as a church, as Jeff comes and helps us with this? Will you just stand to your feet and just tell the Lord yes? Will you open your arms? Will you open your heart to it? I like what my friend Ken Gott says. He says it like this. Without God, we can't. And without us, he won't. There's this partnership that we get invited into. There's a there's partnership to this prophecy. We have to embrace it. And at times we have to run after it so that we can behold it. And I just feel like something significant is happening right now in this moment for you. For us corporately, but also for us personally. I bless you with that today. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Yeah. We... Um... I, not to add to this, I'm going to close it out, but the Lord's been speaking to me for the past few weeks or months that we are so, I am so event-minded, event-minded, like prayer and fasting is an event in order to get, and the Lord is removing the event side of it. No, it's a lifestyle. And so what we're doing today in presenting ourselves to the Lord, if I could get us to take our eyes off of this event, it's not about the event, it's about a lifestyle. And so for all of us that are in agreement, Lord, we we say yes, Lord, we present ourselves before you, O God. We We are presenting ourselves before you, Lord to you, for you, Lord. Thank you. And all that that means, we have no idea what that means, but we're here. Lord, I ask that we would live consciously. There's a, there's a great verse. I wish I could, it's at Genesis 24, 40. It's where Abraham has asked his servant to go and get a wife for Isaac. And he said, what, what if he doesn't? What if he and so the servant is relating, relating the, the story to Laban. And he tells him, uh, how will I know this is gonna happen? And this, is, this was, this was uh, Abraham's words. The Lord, in who, the, the Lord in whose presence I have lived will cause this to come about. And that phrase, in whose presence I have lived, I was like, oh, I realize that 
Anytime I sin, I have to, I step out of his presence in order to do that. And Abraham was full on living in his presence, the Lord in whose presence I have lived. May we be a people that, may we be a people who constantly live and are aware of the presence of you, O oh God. Number six, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. And I pray this over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David, for coming and impromptu. Thank you so much.